How's that uh, tortilla wrap radio there, friend? It's fucking gone. I inhaled that thing. <laughs> it didn't last five minutes. I was actually, I was scared I was going to be late uh, for the podcast because there was like, I was in line and there's like a pregnant lady in front of me and there's like, <laughs> there's like a young child or whatever. And I explained to them, I'm like, listen, guys, I'm on a podcast about movies. <laughs> and before I could even finish the sentence, uh, the pregnant lady was just like, oh, yeah, absolutely. No, go ahead. I mean, you, you have to go. And the, the kid was like, I have cancer, but no, I, I, I want you to go first. Like, <laughs> so I, got I only my- have one hour to live. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you recorded that. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> Movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you've consumed it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. Welcome to Scene and Nerd, a special season finale recap of Arrow. We're going to be talking all Arrow all the time. Uh, <laughs> I am your host, I am your host, so Pacing solid. Pete. Uh, alongside always is Mr. Casey Franco. Hi, I am your host, Pacing Pete. Uh, wait, can we start over? Let's start over. Let's start from the beginning. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. I'm Pete. Damn it. I have no I idea what happened. Sorry, guys. We never know what's happening. It must be the rock star. Must be. It's, Damn it's it, rock. kicking in. He is a rock star. I mean, non energy drink. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Oh, shit. And, and Mr. I'm Salzy. That's me. What's up? <laughs> and uh, here, here to join us for this special season finale recap, coming to us from the Flash podcast, Mr. Andy B. What's up, Andy? He's crashed. He's such a crasher. How crashing is he? <laughs> God. My attempt at comedy is is sad, but also very annoying. How are you guys doing today? You fit in. You fit in so well on the podcast. That's the thing, though. You can yeah, insult, yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, yeah. Don't yourself all you like. But <laughs> yeah, no, no kissing, no kissing butts or anything like that. I told Pete Damn. the same thing when he was on the fly, but he was like, "Hi, ah, I'm so excited to be here." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, we get it. I'm a rock star. We get no, it. No, whatever, no, 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 we're no, no, awesome." No. I am the the day I get an ego, which could be in the near future, or maybe if I become a legend of tomorrow, <laughs> oh. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna need someone to stop me because I. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think ha- big of myself. People like you know don't freak out. Uh, you know because every time, because every time I do something controversial on any podcast, he gets hate mail because it happens. You should have seen the shit I got for. Okay, last year. I'm sorry. We I know we were supposed to talk about era, but story time. Uh, so fuck it. yeah, la- Go ahead. yeah. Last year, last year I. Um, there was there, there was rumors going on, and people were claiming that CW had officially confirmed that it was gonna. It was gonna air a flash trailer in front of the air finale. Now, here's the thing: I we all knew that it was probably gonna happen, but the thing was that people were stating something that wasn't true. That CW had announced it at that point, because up until that point, no one had announced anything. CW hadn't said a word about it, and people were going out and saying, "Well, it's been confirmed. It's been officially confirmed." It's like, where is the statement? There was never a source. There was ne- no. There was never a tweet or air or a Facebook post from CW saying that. So I went on the Flash Park Twitter to say, yeah, it, you know, guys, it's probably going to happen, but until we actually hear anything from the CW, let's, you know, let's not, let's not go and say false things. Um, so, like an hour after that, um, and people, you know, some people were butthurt or whatever, but uh, they, and understandably so, because, you know, I, I wasn't trying to crush your dreams or anything, because I wanted a Flash trailer too. It was just that, as a TV you know, writer for TV, where my, I feel like it's very important to always remember, have a source in front of you, and then you can believe it that it's really happening. But I got, like, a few homophobic emails and angry emails, you know, like, five of them completely, like, two homophobic, two were, like, I don't know what they were. They were just, like, crying their eyes out. Uh, mm-hmm. And then one that was, like, legit in a way, but not really. And they were like, well, how dare you, stupid F, you, stupid F, you know, go back to the whatever. And I'm like, I'm not... So every time, so yeah, that's what happens when Andy says something like just a little thing that's either a joke or just really the truth, and it's not trying to crush 
anyone's spirits. It's just that if it, if you don't have a source for me, then don't go around and report that it's been officially announced. Fuck no, it wasn't <laughs> announced. It was it was like teased like the day before the Arrow finale. So, yeah. Um, the wink. It's, you know, Not even a tease. It was a wink. Yeah. It was a no, flirt. No, your sources. Like, don't try to. Like, always remember to. You know, if you're if you're a TV critic guy or a journalist, then you always need to have some legit proof in front of you before you go on and say that it's been officially confirmed. <laughs> if people had been saying that it's been rumored, then fine. I I would have been like, yeah, it's a rumor yeah. at this point. But it would yeah. probably happen, and it did. So. <laughs> I just can't so imagine ha- so- someone with an email like, this guy has journalistic integrity. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that? Who could Who be knows? mean to Andy? Yeah. All I know, and- Andy, is you just got to channel your inner Taylor Swift and just shake it there off. Because the, the thing, haters going to hate, hate, like hate. 22. I never respond to hate mail. Here's the thing. Like, you know, I, you know, look, here's the thing. People can have, you know, they don't have to like, you know, if they don't like the Flash Pocket, they don't like the Flash Pocket. They, that's fine. They can, you know, they don't have to subscribe to it. It's, you know, it's a free pocket. They don't have to pay for it. But to then go on and like attack me, you know, for my sexual preferences that has nothing to do with it. Like, what does my, my, what does my bisexuality have to do with anything regarding the Flash with getting a trailer in front of the air finale or not? It's just like... Oh, you're just trying to find a way to upset me because I upset you or I said something that you didn't agree with. And, uh, yeah. and look, we were all right and wrong in a way. So, But Arrow, uh, let's talk about... Arrow. Um, <laughs> Dude, angry people will latch on to anything. Uh, having said that, let, let's talk about Arrow so I can get really, really angry. <laughs> let's talk about Arrow and get really, re- really, really angry. Um, <laughs> let's get, let's get re- real. No, get, look at, oh, re- oh. Real. No, not really. I felt like there was a. I felt like that was a joke. I felt like there was a joke there. No, I, I, it was a. It was an attempt, but that was just a, <laughs> a fleeting so, moment, a right. glimpse. So, <laughs> all right, let's kick things off here. Uh, Barry kind of saves the day in the beginning. Uh, hey. Like like Andy said on the Flash podcast this week, uh, we still don't know the timelines. Uh, what's what with these guys? Like, even though uh, in the Flash episode. Prior to this, uh, there was kind of a, I, I did a favor for you, you do a favor for me, but that still doesn't explain a lot. But anyway, getting back to Barry, um, what did uh, Matt, what did you think of him uh, quickly saving the day and then Felicity letting Malcolm know who the Flash is? <laughs> um, I thought it was funny that she had the... Uh... She like thought she was gonna die, and then she didn't. But she still had like the situational awareness, awareness to be like, "Oh, Barry, wait, hold, on. oh shit, sorry." <laughs> he was like, "Thanks, um, you just spoiled my identity to Malcolm Merlin." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, he, um, and he made his voice sound deep. He was like, "You know, thanks, Felicity, for telling my secret to a supervillain." Oh no, fans. Yeah. He's like, "None taken." <laughs> like, yeah, that's cool. Um, I I really enjoyed that. I was like, "How are they gonna get out of there?" Even if they do survive somehow, because, you know, we if we saw last week's, you know, a uh, little preview for this past episode, uh, the preview to this episode, um, I was like, okay, they're all alive. We figured that out. Even though the cliffhanger was they might be dead. But anyway, uh, classic CW. Um, the, uh, I don't know, B- Barry coming in, I was like, okay, that makes kind of sense. But then he kind of like left again. So I don't know. I, I felt it was a little too convenient, but at the same time, it was it was a nice little touch, you know, to make sure that we know the shows are connected and you know they're aware of each other and stuff. So I, I thought it was pretty cool. Now, um, Andy, what did you think of uh, how quickly the tables turned on on Roz in terms of Oliver? Just pretty much from the beginning was like, "My name's Oliver Queen. I'm not going to be your Raz Al Ghul. I'm completely changing your plans. I'm not going to go with what you originally wanted." What did you think of how? It just happened so quickly at the beginning of the show. It was about damn fucking time. Uh, <laughs> I was like, at this point, I was feeling that we need to, you know, Oliver and Team Mary, they need to fucking win already because it's been, look, here's the thing. As someone who watches a lot of TV, I understand that sometimes the heroes have, they need to lose. They need to, they, they need to go through defeat in order to be able to grow and improve and whatnot. But it's just that this is what a lot of shows do. And it's a huge mistake that they do that is sometimes they do overdo it with the whole, well, let's, let's keep having them lose and lose and lose and lose every week, whether it's a big defeat or a small defeat. It's just, it gets tiring. And it's to me, I just feel that 
this whole second half has been nothing but one defeat after another. And in the end, I just felt that, you know, it was about time that Oliver just like, you know, fuck this, I'm going to take your ass down and uh, oh shit our plane is, is going down so it was yeah i was just it's been an exhausting season i will say this do i want to keep tuning in every wednesday uh, in in the fall yes but it cannot continue to be like what this third season has been so yes I, do i think it was good that they he finally got to turn the table around for his advantage yes i think it was about damn time that he actually got to you know be the hero again and actually start to win again because you know and yes it's a season finale but still yeah, I can I can definitely understand that. Um, it, it the season it was frustrating to a lot of people, uh, whether you were a casual fan or or a hardcore fan. Um, you know, I thought Scott on Tuesday when we talked about the Flash, he put it well. He said that it it kind of kept dragging you. It was dragging, and and it really was. You know, granted, I I thought there was some stuff they did at the end of the season that started to work a little bit better, um, but I certainly had my issues with the season finale. Um, Particularly the, particularly the way it ended, but I'll, we'll get to that later. Um, Casey, what did you think of, you know, uh, once Oliver flipped the switch, uh, basically made it known that, you know, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to go along with your plan. Uh, Nissa helped him out. He finally gets in the room with everybody and Diggle comes up, knocks crap out of him. Uh, he's still <laughs> pissed. What did you think of that whole scene? Um... I, I don't know. I kind of feel I feel as though Oliver is taking on like a Walter White kind of kind of thing. I, I mean that in the sense that he's putting these people through through so much emotional distress, but in a way they kind of like need him at the same time. Like they don't want the team to end, and they but at the same time they also hate Oliver. Uh, I I don't know. Like I I knew he was coming back. I just didn't think that it would be. It would be that obvious that, like, he would just be like, no, nah, I was faking the whole time. I'm still the arrow. I, I don't know. I'd, like, when, when, when Raish al Ghul is like, no, Oliver Queen is dead, and he's saying that to Oliver Queen, I have a hard time believing that Oliver Queen would be like, oh, no, you're right. I am dead. And then just kind of agree to, agree to murder. I don't know. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't captivated by it. Okay. Um... So, on top of that, you know, Roz is trying to unleash this virus uh, on the city. Uh, now, we get the flashback of when it originally took place and its effect and how it killed, you know, Masayo and Tatsu's son. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, what did you think of how we really saw Oliver and Maceo completely go to the dark side uh, with how they handled um, their emotions during that? You know, obviously, uh, I, I think any parent would probably freak out. Um, I can even speak for myself on that. Uh, if your son, w- if your child was killed by somebody who could have prevented it. And, uh, you know, what did you think of how that was the first time we got to see Oliver say he failed the city uh, and then Maceo finished the job? Um, I, I really, in, I really actually, it sounds really bad. I do not want to kill people, but I really enjoyed that scene. Um, it it kind of like is a it harkens back to really where Oliver came from. You know the like this this whole season is all about Oliver on a journey of really discovering what kind of person he wants to be, not what the not becoming the person that he thinks the city needs, but who he Oliver Queen wants to be. And um, all these flashbacks to Hong Kong of him like you know tracking down the the virus and all that stuff and. And just really him going to full throttle, torturing the guy and then ultimately killing him after he gets the information. Um, and yeah, that was a really nice touch where he said he failed the city. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, I really enjoyed that scene. I liked how um, he didn't even hesitate to uh, to, to kill, um, I forgot the guy's name. The general guy? Um, yeah. I like how he didn't hesitate at all. And I can, I can say I was surprised um, that... Um, the 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 death of 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 uh, Maceo's son um, affected the two guys very differently. One of them wanted to go away. One of them wanted vengeance. Um, it was uh, it was very interesting to see, and it was um, I was surprised to see how much care that went into that, and how much they wanted to drive that point home that Oliver did come from a long journey, or he he's been on a long journey from that time where he you know was just killing people left and right. Remember the first season? He was 
making a whole big speech, you know, Samuel Jackson style, quoting the Bible, but not really. <laughs> and like just, you know, shooting him in the face with an arrow or a gun. And then it's, uh, it, yeah, I, I really enjoyed how it, it kind of brings the whole of the, the point where Arrow is now kind of brings it all together where they showed that scene. And then now it's, um, you know, going towards skipping forward to the end of the episode where he says I had to become something different. And it's, it, and it's him, you know, riding off in the sunset. So it's it's a nice touch. Uh, Andy, you know, we 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 were already we already told that Damian Dark was going to be introduced uh, in the season finale. And he's pretty much. I think it's already been confirmed, right, that he's going to be the bad guy next season. Um, they keep what? going back and forth on that, honestly. They've been like, you know, well, it's maybe high. Meh, maybe it's Damien. Eh, maybe it's Bo. Meh, maybe we don't know what I'm saying. Uh, what, do, what do you think of that? Do you think that it's, it's, or it's wise for them to already introduce the bad guy, seen as the way that the season finale ended? And if, if he is the bad guy, what do you think he'll bring to the show? Well, the problem I don't know anything about uh, about Damien Dark. I have, I know he's somewhat connected to um, Hive and whatnot, and I know I did see some fan speculation that maybe he is Felicity's um, Felicity Smoke's dad. Uh, although I, I I doubt it, uh, but it's I will say this because it's been such a mixed season. I could see them wanting to try and do something new, maybe by establishing that this, you know, we're setting up the villain for next season. Uh, because you know, think about it: in season one's finale, we didn't get a hint that Deathstroke was going to be season two's. Uh, we only got like um, like an article on TV Guy where Mark Guggenheim said that they're going to be two big bads for season two. And then in the season two finale, it wasn't really hinted that Raza Ghul was coming. So maybe they felt, let's, you know, because by giving us a little hint early on by you know, in the season finale that this is what's possibly going to come and be our nemesis this season is I, I don't mind it. Um, but it's just in terms of how do I feel about it in terms of him being a character and, you know, how they're going to do with hive. I'm honestly way too un, um, unfamiliar with uh, the material of uh, hive from the comic books and Damien. So um, I don't really know, but I'm excited to look, to learn more about it and uh, see who they will cast, I, I would not be surprised if they announced the casting within the next, you know, the next few weeks, uh, or maybe even, um, I don't, maybe even before Comic Con or at Comic Con. Um, just depends um, depends on um, what their what, what their strategy is for next for next season. Yeah, it's it's interesting because CW's having their upfronts upfronts right now, and uh, so, well, it's, their upfront is done. It's done, it yeah, yeah. And so they, uh, it's interesting that they didn't let anything out of the bag yet. Uh, I mean, it's like you said, maybe that's going to be the next week or so. Who knows? Um, Honestly, but, you know why I think they didn't say anything was because I think it's because of Flash. I think because Flash is airing next week. Oh. Uh, maybe they're trying to, you know keep everything under wraps until the season of Flash because you know we uh, and I'm you know I'm sure that um, we will pl- talk plenty of it on the, on the Flash podcast next week uh, but you know they're hinting that there is some time traveling or maybe alternate thing go going to happen in the finale so maybe you know I don't it, maybe this whole thing about Damian Darth and you know high being being the villain for next season, maybe it's all been a ruse because pe- so that people wouldn't think too much about the Flash finale coming up. Yeah, it's it's. The but Flash, what do I know? No, I mean no. You're right. The Flash certainly. It's it seems they hold the key right now, um, and and obviously with the whole time travel thing, it, it they certainly are are holding the key, and it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, just from the previews, uh, he goes back and saves his mom, and I, I know we're kind of getting off a little topic, but uh, it's certainly going to have effect on Arrow and how. Uh, and where they go from here. So that's uh, going to be very interesting. Um, so moving on, um, and, and shout out to uh, Alishava, uh, our, our good friend on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, she called Speedy a long time ago. Um, and uh, go back on one of our past episodes. Uh, she had what did she a, say? She, called, she, she, she predicted Thea would become Speedy. Um, and it was before, I think, he, she even got, she went to the Lazarus pit and, and got killed. I, I I don't know. I could be wrong, but I could have swore she she tweeted at us and we read it on the show. Um, but that was really cool to finally see Speedy in action. Um, Casey, what did you think of Thea's uh, total badassery? I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, cool. I mean, I thought it was it was totally convenient. She just like she knows exactly when to show up and shoot arrows. Uh, kind of a pretty common thing in this universe. I'm starting to figure out that people <laughs> like showing up and shooting arrows. Uh, shoot arrows first. Ask questions. Probably never. Uh, and then shoot additional arrows. Uh, <laughs> That's some more. And then some more arrows. Uh, I yeah, I, I like her character. I like uh, I like where she is now. I like that she's part of the team. Uh, she contributes in her own. Uh, well, I I, I don't want to say unique way because her contribution is is arrows, uh, which is <laughs> kind of this, the arrow the archery market is a little bit saturated right now. But I mean, there's always room for one more on the team. You can shoot arrows, so you're you're in the team. Uh, I I yeah I I like her character. I think she's funny. She's do, a good addition. Do you like that? Um, yeah, you know, I I think we've seen a lot of her training with Malcolm. So obviously we know she's got that training. Do you think it's we needed any more explanation as to why she can do the things she do, or do you think it's pretty much like she, no. we we watched it already over the course of of the season? Yeah, you, I mean I, we we've kind of watched it already. I think it's it's just like assumed she's been training with she was training with Merlin and then she was training with uh, with Oliver. I think well it, plus I mean you have to assume it's kind of like in her DNA also her and Oliver being they're related well, right. Their actual brother yeah, yeah. and sister. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, remember so, that. Sorry, I just rem- remember that in the pilot, you know, they established that she had, you know, been, you know, hadn't she? Like, she had trophies for, you know, winning archery competitions. So clearly, she has. I mean, if I remember correctly, eye. yeah. Like you know, it, it, you know, it would, it would make, it would make all the sense in the world that she would actually, you know, maybe be, maybe the reason she's a little bit more fast pacing, being able to shoot and stuff like that, is because she does have that background and maybe. I don't know. You know, I feel like when you have a season finale that's only 42 minutes long, then, you know, it's, you kind of have to suspend your disbelief a little bit and be like, yeah, it's, you know, okay, she can do this shit. Maybe they will explain it during the hiatus or whatnot. I just needed an explanation of how she can fit in that suit because Rory was way taller <laughs> well, than her. She and way went more to buff. a tailor like on the way home. He was like, "Hey, so listen, I'm about red to go." Red does look good and, on me. Yeah, like, you know, here's, yeah, red does look good on me, but this this is way too big. So can you, you know, like, look, I need to be back in my in my hometown in about like, you know, forty five minutes uh, because they're gonna need some serious help. So can you just like tailor this the way it's like, you know. My size and, and do and it quickly. I, because I don't want to show up without a uniform. <laughs> yeah, I don't. You know, otherwise, this whole coach. build up, this whole season will be very disappointing to a lot of fans. So, <laughs> oh, very true. Um, I, I, I wish, wanna, okay. I wish, I wish Amy was on the. I wish Amy was on the show today because she she kind of tore into Merlin last week. I've never oh, heard Amy oh, curse before did. until she. Uh, I mean, I, she's not here to defend herself, so I won't. I won't say anything about it. But she, what she said, you drowning me. Yeah, something like that. But Merlin turned out to be a good guy. Merlin turned out to be a good guy. Well, so, uh, at, well, actually, on that, ready on, those, on that, ready those redactions. On that, uh, it's now. It's it's Merlin is now the new Razal Ghoul. Uh, and it's interesting because it was more of a deal struck between him and Oliver, which I thought was very interesting. Um, we never saw either, by the way. It was, you know, they, it's like, it's so, in a way, I accept that they had this mystery plan that they were going to, you know, help each other out this much. But at the same time, it's like, it's just too fucking convenient that, you know, oh, you know, if you just help me, I, I will give you, you know, Raza's finger thing and you can become the new Raza. I, I don't know. It's, it's. Well, I don't, I don't know what it's supposed to be. I'm like, no, that's exactly what that's what I would have called it. That's what I will refer to it as from his <laughs> finger thing. To me, I was like, oh, why does he need that finger? Like, I always thought, you know, oh, it's <laughs> he lost a fucking finger. I thought that was the reason, but I was like, no, because it was it had something to do with the fact that yeah, it's just pretty. <laughs> It's pretty uh, fucking there was, cool. That's what it there was one line. There was one line in the show where he's like, "I am in charge because I have this." Do you know what this is? And I wanted Oliver to be like, "I don't know the fucking thimble from Monopoly." <laughs> <laughs> I was more partial to the battleship. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I want to. I want to ask you guys though. I mean, I I I agree. I knew that it was convenient, but I thought it was more of like, so you guys do realize that this pretty much means y'all are gonna be fighting each other at some point in the future. Uh, because you know, Oliver, you still hate Merlin for everything he did. You you ran off the grocery list when you guys were talking. Um, but I mean, 
I, this is something that's inevitable, right? I mean, this is just, I thought it was more convenient of a setup for them to fight further down the line. Matt, what did you think? I saw this coming from a mile away. Um, I was like, okay, so Oliver obviously has a plan to take out uh, Ross, but is he, I had two, I had two theories. I was like, is he going to just be the new Ra's al Ghul and like, command the army to be like nah we're kind of done here guys you know your blood oath that you did is cool see you later maybe go off in the shadows and do good stuff but i was like no that's kind of lame i think what would happen is if malcolm would help him because and then when i was thinking that was when they introduced malcolm as like you know they had that little bonfire meeting and i was just like oh okay yeah he's helping him out and then they probably struck a deal where he would you know become the new like race or whatever and then you know Arrow would retire, but uh, I have not said that out loud in any other places, so you guys probably all think that I'm lying. But <laughs> but I was really thinking about it. It's the back of my head. I was like, man, Malcolm, he he's too good, and the, the writers, as much as we say they've been slipping this past season, um, uh, they, they would hold true to the Malcolm character, that he is always out for himself. So there has to be something going on. And right when he was talking with Thea at the end of this of uh, the season finale, he's like, you know, I'll always love you no matter what happens. I'm like, oh, boom, he's going to be the new race. No matter what happens, now he has a whole army to protect her, all this good stuff. And what happens? He kind of gives him the old uh, office space, you know, behind the back, you know, around like a handoff with the ring. And I was like, oh, shoot, <laughs> here it comes. And then, um, yeah, like you said, Pete, he just he ran off. Like the whole grocery list of everything he's done, biggest thing, uh, killed Sarah. <laughs> like yeah. He said, I'll never forgive you for that. And it was so awesome that they didn't even do like it. They did like, did they do a handshake? I don't think so. He no. just gave it no. to him. And then uh, he was like, um, Does this mean we're enemies again? And he said, Depends on what you're doing. And I'm just like, Oh, snap. So that kind of sets up um, possibilities of like Malcolm coming back. He wouldn't attack Starling City, but. Maybe he'll attack, like, I don't know, a different city, Barry's city. He wants to get rid of the Flash now that he knows that it's Barry. Um, <laughs> well, I, you I know, know. I, I thought it was interesting, too, was at the end when he's, he's, uh, he's you know, in full Raz garb and, and, you know, taking on his mantle now. Uh, and then he's, like, letting Nissa know, like, okay, this is going to happen one day. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to kneel. It's going to go down. Awesome. Kneel right. before the demon. I was like, oh, shoot. So, so Nissa Nissa certainly has something out for Malcolm and it's gonna happen. Oh, I think you underestimate oh, Nissa's plan. Shit. <laughs> I, where the hell did you come from? <laughs> oh. That was I think I think you arrow. all underestimate Nissa in this case. I think somebody check for a dead body with arrows in it because <laughs> this is exactly what happens on the show. Holy <laughs> someone holy pops out of nowhere shit. and someone is suddenly full of arrows. <laughs> Amy, I had no idea that you were here. That's, God, that's so canon. That's so Thea of you too. So Thea. But why so does it then say, "Oh, never mind"? <laughs> um. Oh, I get about, it now. I get. Are we talking, talking about, about the you? Ring of power? Yeah, Casey. He called on you. He called on you. He said, "You know." He, he, mm-hmm. Oh shit! I summoned you, Amy. I summoned you. Did well, you, you said her name three me? times and said her name three times. She will be here. <laughs> Perhaps, in fact, I was already here and oh, simply uh, existing in a different plane in space-time. No, I'm just terrified. <laughs> How are you still alive, Amy? Your weeks have it's been exhausting. Oh, it has been. It has been quite the week. <laughs> Good. So but, explain uh, me. How the hell you're alive? <laughs> oh, superpowers. Duh. Nice. Well, what superpower were you in? Wait, what? You were in Central uh, City? Actually, not, huh? actually super if I had online super, sneakiness. Yes. If I had a superpower, um, it would it would probably, honestly, be the ability to freeze time for everyone else, but allow me to get sleep. Nice. Um, the but, only reason uh, why you can stop time is get sleep. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Are we talking about the magic ring of power and how Malcolm, despite the fact that he is a Say selfish it. SOB... Hey, but he inoculated. He inoculated everyone. He uh, he immunized everyone and uh, made sure they didn't die. He did do that. So ultimately, they could defeat Roz, so he could become the next Raish Roz. I'm assuming it's now Roz because that's how Malcolm Merlin says it. <laughs> or, or Malcolm is just gonna be that a dick and be like, "No, I'm Malcolm Al Ghul, Patricia." Malcolm Al Ghul. <laughs> <laughs> He 
sounds like he should I'm, be teaching I'm, chemistry. I'm so yeah. done with all this Al Ghul shit that I'm like, you know, and now that Malcolm is him, I'm like, you know, yeah, okay, don't bother coming back to the show for like at least a year. <laughs> I think they're going to have a lot of fun. I, Malcolm, Malcolm Merlin played everyone. And I, you know, despite the fact that I, I have a general abhorrence for his character, you have got to applaud him and the writers of the show for the fact that he played every single one of them. Everything he did had an endgame goal. And obviously this has an endgame goal too. Yes, he's now the leader of the league. He's the one with the ring of power. He rules it all. Um, but... He's got something up his sleeve. I putting it past Malcolm to have an an ultimate goal of what he wants to do now that he has the power. I have an idea. Hopefully, he with his new power, he will fi- finally make that fifth season of Torchwood that we all want. <laughs> Whoa, he went there. <laughs> I want to. I want Torchwood to happen. You know, I'm just, you know Captain Jack in my heart. I'm, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. Russell T. Davis. I don't know what he's doing. <clears throat> All right, so hi guys. <laughs> hi Amy. Hi Amy. Torchwood <laughs> is a Doctor Who spin-off that John Berman was um, the, um, the lead character for. If you didn't know, I know. No, but yeah, you haven't watched Doctor know. Who. I did not know. I call shenanigans. I didn't know. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, I want to ask you guys, what did you think of of the ending? Uh, I'll just let me just say this. I thought it was a little too easy. Uh, Oliver and driving Felicity off driving off into the sunset. I'm like, really? And they, and, and they his, what's that? No, sorry. They made they made just as well just rename the fucking show to eliciting. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't just that too, but it's like even uh, him going on the ship. Uh, and that's a Twitter question. A uh, follower asked this, like, you know, what is the ship? I mean, at least I feel like the last couple seasons. We kind of got a better cliffhanger and kind of like a little more like what's going to happen next. Yeah, you know, I mean, season two, uh, Amanda Waller picks him up in a limo um, off the island and and now he's in Hong Kong. And this one, he just jumps on a boat. And granted, it's what is this? The the second to last year or last year, he's going to be away from Starling City. Um, We it just left us very open ended. I mean, I felt like I almost feel like it's going to be canceled. Yeah, I almost feel like this could have ended yeah. like the series. Like it could have yeah. been done. I was like, mm-hmm. "What's what are you guys doing? Like, give us something better than this." I don't know. Somebody start off. I'm. I was. Very I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Is. I'm not a huge Elicity fan. I'm not. I'm. I'm uh, see, here's the thing. I love Emily Bett Rickards. I love Stephen Amell. I love Felicity. I love Oliver. But I don't like the two of them together. It just felt, and you know that may not that. That may not have been true if they had expanded Elicity and let it develop longer, but I feel a very strong disconnect with how Elicity happened and how Elicity should have happened. I think that ultimately, if they wanted Oliver and Felicity to get together, it needed to be more organic feeling than it did. This felt like the writers, and this has been my main problem with the season, um, I feel like the writers tried to make Elicity work and it may be because long term they don't want them together so they're like okay we got to get the fans happy get it over with but to me this entire ending felt so bizarre like he he's like yes I was Fan dreaming service. with you and we're 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 yeah. driving and we're going off and I'm like really how on earth are you two close enough to the point where you're dreaming about her all the time like to me it doesn't feel organic yeah. Him and Sarah, him and him and Laurel, um, it felt natural. But him and Elicity to me is missing something, and I think it just happened too fast. And I feel like there's a a connection between the two of them that's missing. So the fact that that's kind of how this uh, episode ended and how kind of this season went, um, I was looking back at the season and I'm going, why was I so irked? about a lot of the things that happened this season. Why am I less than enthused about everything that happened this season? Um, when I look back and I'm like, I love what they did with Thea. I love what they did with Laurel. I am so glad that the two of them have gone from my I hate you list to my I will stand up against the hordes of Mordor with you list. But ultimately it was the disingenuous progression of Oliver and Felicity's relationship that to me felt 
like it hampered the show's overall storytelling. Her and Ray, that felt natural. Her and Barry, yeah, yeah. that feels natural. The most natural. natural relationship I think that was ever been on the show is those two. Uh, Felicity and, and Ray. And Ray, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And maybe that made it even worse. Maybe if it weren't for the fact that I could compare the two of them. But it just felt so inorganic it felt like someone was pulling the strings awkwardly and to me it was fan service that's all yeah. it was yeah. let's just call it like let's not try to walk around it yeah. it was fan service because they and you, sorry i just need to say it. it's like okay i will admit they have chemistry i love them together as friends allies i think they're great actors i love the characters separately but i feel like the moment like the elicity fandom just cr- got created one that i felt that and it's like I would have understood this if they'd been like dipping in ratings. You know, if they hadn't, you know, been developing Elicity as they had, and they they were noticing, okay, our ratings are starting to slip. Maybe we need to kind of like, ease, you know, you know, speed it up a little bit. Then I would have understood. But Arrow is one of the most well-performed shows in the ratings on the CW right now. They they didn't need to make, use it as a bait. Nothing like like Amy said. Nothing about this has felt organic. I feel like it's been one one downfall from after another and you know ray and felicity felt so much better and i've been saying this to everyone i talked about about arrow since season one that they can, they should never get together because oliver queen is not someone that you should be in a relationship with the only reason that laurel and oliver works together is because they can they can tolerate each other's pain and as well as you know they kind of understand each other mm-hmm. that no one else does but it's like, oh, Felicity clicks with Oliver. Well, let's then force, you know, the, you know, the rest of the viewers, Felicity uh, down th- their throat, and you know, because like I said on my review for TV Remind, their relationship has been at the expense of other characters. Like, you know, Amy mentioned it. Fee has been phenomenal this season. Laurel has been, to me, she's the MVP of the season without mm-hmm. doubt. She's the ultimate MVP. But. It's always, but then mostly you will see Felicity, Felicity, Felicity. It's like, have have we had one episode this season that hasn't had Emily Rickards in that? I think she's been in every episode, maybe except for maybe one. Well, that's a that's a different conversation. If we're looking at Felicity as a separate character, I do feel like her storyline this season. I think this is where you're getting at, Andy. Her storyline has been tied so much to Oliver that she hasn't had the opportunity to grow and progress in the same way that Laurel and Thea have. Um, in the same way that Nail Roy has. And that's kind of their 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 goal to get the two of them together has sacrificed in many ways her character development. And I, I can't even believe I'm saying this right now. Um, if, you, if, I, <laughs> if I went back in time and I was listening to myself on this podcast right now a year ago, I would not believe that that would have been possible. And I think that it's just something that happened. And whether it was you know, entirely fan pandering or whether the writers just want to get Elicity out and done with so that they can go to whatever their final goal is. Or maybe maybe they thought it would work. Maybe it just didn't, you know, convey on screen as well as they thought. But if I was listening to myself a year ago, I would not believe that I was sitting here going, I don't like where they took Felicity. I don't like where they took Oliver. I like where they took everyone else but I don't like where they took my two favorite characters. Okay, that the two favorite living characters. My favorite living character, <laughs> where my favorite character of all time is Sarah Lance, and, you know, that happened, so. <laughs> I think um, that people people feel a little bit uh, betrayed, so to speak, mm-hmm. because they painted Oliver as a bad guy. I know they probably didn't try to, but when you see his past and you see him torturing people, you see him constantly leaving and then coming back, you see the way that he tells Felicity that he can't love her, that she should love someone else, but she still can't let go. And then they end up together in the end. I felt After he tried I to felt, die. Exactly. I felt robbed. I felt like I I felt like like Oliver is the abuser in the it's he's in the, it, yeah. it's an emotionally abusive relationship and she ended up with him instead of Ray who is a genuinely good guy. Not to mention that we finally uh, discovered Ray's superpower is super friend zone. He is on a whole other <laughs> He's in a whole best, other plane of, of existence. In, in the friend zone. Like he oh, he is he super is, friend zone. He's ultimate he's Mr. Friend Zone. He is friend he is. zone. And he he's takes it like a champ. He takes it like a champ. I can't exactly. believe that. Oh. 
but they had I, that moment and right in front of rain he's like just in the the doorway like uh okay, okay i'm just gonna stand over here and let you guys get all gooey eyed and not gooey eyed gooshy and gooey all together it's to like, me oh, i rem- bad. oh sorry Sorry, I was no, going to no, say, that. because I, I remember, you know, the first time Amy was on the Flash, and I remember how all of us, like, we were geeking out about how Felicity was just fitting in with everyone on the Flash, you know, like, we loved that she had this friendship, I think, uh, not think, I, she had this relationship with Caitlin, and she was clicking so much with Barry, she was so, she stood up so well to Harrison, uh, and all that, it was like, the Felicity we get on Arrow has been a hundred times so much more enjoyable than the one we get on Arrow, because there... Like not even in the in the part one of the Flare crossover, you know when you know when Felicity and Oliver were sitting in um, in the coffee shop and whatnot, they weren't even like that. Didn't feel like an elicity scene or you know another foreshadowing. It was just like you know why aren't we turning to Barry for help? Like why are you being so stuck up about it? And like I remember like like, like I said, all four of us on on that episode when we did the crossover, we all loved how she was used there. So to you know, if like Amy said, if I was able to go back in time, and I remember listening to that episode and thinking, oh, if, if she's probably going to be that well used, for you know, for the rest of the season of both Arrow and the Flash, if she comes back this season, I would not believe it anymore because it's just like it's like they're almost doing two different characters across both shows, and and we're getting the worst version of her on Arrow, which that's where she was created from like for, for the yeah. love of god yeah the Fel- felicity smoke character was nothing nothing in the dc comics history it, she was essentially just you know firestorm stepmother and that was it now she's in the new 52 she is you know she's been introduced as this you know the era version of uh, of felicity smoke in the new 52 and it's like how does the 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 seed that gave us felicity now basically ruin her I think it's a question I think it's a question of what she's there for on each show. Like she's on she's when she is appears on the flash, she's there to solve a problem that only she can solve. She's there for what she can do. When we see her on the arrow, she's only there as an accessory to Oliver Queen. She's only there as the hacker slash love interest. That's such a good point. And I, I hate being like this because I hate being the kind of person who's like, oh, that character's only there for a love interest. Because then that gets into the whole Black Widow, Age of Ultron, and the big discussion on whether female characters are only there for a love interest. But you are exactly right. I mean, what character development, with, with the exception of that phenomenal Origin of Felicity Smoke episode in the beginning of the season, what character development have we seen from Felicity this season? I mean, looking I'm, I'm back. Only my mom shows up. Yeah. There you go. So that's that's good. That part was good. But all of that, I felt, was tied with Ray. And, you know, there's a certain... There have been... I, I get where fans... I get where people see Elicity. Um, I, I get how it could have progressed, but it progressed far too quickly. The moments, the date, that was adorable. The, the moment that you're talking about, Andy, in the flash scene, I could feel some chemistry there. The way that they look at each other, the way that he does the sideways glances, the way that he, that he does that ridiculously good, you know, like sideways smile whenever he sees her and his, his, his natural tendency and ability to protect her. But it just felt like it moved far too fast and it frustrated me and it, it did not ruin the season. I will not say I hate the word ruined. Because I don't think they ruined her character. I don't think that they ruined the season. But I think that they set her back in a way that frustrated me and outdid every other brilliant character development that they did with the season. So I think if they had wanted Elicity to be the endgame, they needed to have extended it much longer than they did. Um, Especially if you look at all of the stuff that Oliver went through with Sarah and with Laurel and with Shadow. And with frickin' what's-her-face with the crossbow, the Huntress, Helena, something, Bertinelli. Honestly, Oliver is not emotionally stable enough for a relationship. He should not be in a relationship right now. And yeah, sure, if they want to go gallivanting around the West Coast and, like, go see the world's biggest ball of yarn together, hoop-dee-doo to them. But it's... Sounds like it's, it's going to be boring. <laughs> so well thought out and all that. It does not feel like a natural progression of a relationship and maybe you know maybe maybe you look at it and you go they were both just two really confused characters and they were trying to figure out what they were doing with their life and together they feel great 
But the last thing that I see Oliver Queen doing is getting in a car in a convertible, which, by the way, how does he afford? <laughs> and getting yeah. in there with Felicity Smoke. And they're like, we're going to go and like do some sightseeing. And he's like, no, I'm just going to leave entirely my goal after eight years and just leave it in the hands of all of you and not even try to around to repair the relationship with Diggle. He yeah. just add something. He just got back. He just got back and now yeah. he's leaving again. After trying to for the him, fifth- after being willing to go kamikaze suicide, which really bothers me. And I liked the moment where where Felicity's I almost said Felicity, oh my God. Where Felicity sits down and she's like, look, we need to talk about the whole you wanting to kill yourself thing. Because he keeps doing that. If he's honestly wanting a relationship with Felicity, he should be doing everything he can to stay alive for her because he has seen what his death has done to her emotionally and if he is continuing to willing continually willing to put her through that he does not deserve her she does not deserve to be put through that kind of consistent emotional pain that oliver continues to put him in and that i think is one of my biggest issues with this season is oliver's the disconnect what Oliver's character should be because I feel like he keeps making these out of nowhere ballpark decisions that don't make any sense to his character development. They just kind of keep pulling out random things that he's going to do and it doesn't match with the character development and the character growth that we have seen the first two seasons. It all goes back to her. It always like and the thing for me is I and I mentioned it in my my review which was you know would it, you know? Would it really be? And I'm, I'm not trying to say you know. Well, he, he only did it for a woman. No, I, that's not what I'm trying to say at all. But like, would he really give up all the promises, all the training, all the trial he's gone through for the past seven, eight years, just so that he could get together with a, a girl that was never part of that life before he, you know, before he came back? And to me, once again, it, you know, like. I, I every time Stephen Mel says that he you know he wants Oliver to smile more he wants Oliver to be more happy I I stand up and I praise him and I gave him a standing ovation for it but the moment when he said you know in the car you know like you know you know I I'm gonna tell you something I'm happy I cringed because it felt so dishonest and it feels like no this is not the moment where he's supposed to say oh I'm happy it's like no you have not you have not face true happiness you're just happy for the, for the for time being because you got the girl that you're probably gonna hurt in a lot of bad ways he has no plan that's the thing aside from being the arrow oliver has nothing in his life he doesn't have a career he doesn't have research he doesn't have really much of a family anymore either he only has fia so to me i'm just none of it made sense it all once again feels like freaking fan service because because it's like, oh, if we don't give them Alyssa, we're going to lose ratings. It's like, as if they were thinking that, oh, we're going to get canceled, you know, uh, next season. So it's like they were trying to wrap it up so quickly. And I felt it was unnecessary. And it's like, you know, it was just a disaster of a finale. It was solid, but it had way too many problems. I'm done. Well, Andy, I like the point where you said that he, he when you mentioned the fact that he says he's happy. And I'm looking, I'm thinking to myself, look at the emotional state that he was in at the beginning of season, or at the beginning of season three. So after that hiatus, when they've been kicking ass for the summer, he has Felicity. She got him a fern. They are in a good state. He is in a good emotional state with everybody. Everything's going well with him. Lance is good. Sarah's alive. He and Laurel are doing great. Laurel's recovering. Thea is off gallivanting, but happy. The first like 30 minutes of the season three opener That, to me, felt like the happiest I've ever seen Oliver Queen. And he had a perfect balance, in my opinion, between being the Arrow and being Oliver Queen. And I don't understand how he can look at where he's at now and think that he's in any better of a position than he was then. Do you guys feel the same way? Because I feel like that moment he feels happy. I thought that moment was the best moment for Oliver. I've I've never understood why Oliver feels like it's got to be one or the other, um, and I yes. I don't know why they've had his character become that. I think I think you're totally right, Amy. I mean, he there was a time when he could balance that, but for some reason now it's either I'm Arrow or I'm Oliver Queen, and it's it's fury it's infuriating because that's not how they should be depicting him on screen. He should be able to balance both. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you Especially because we have season four coming. We yeah, know that it returns to being the arrow slash green arrow. Well, remember, here's the thing. Here's the thing. This season was supposed to be about. I, this season was supposed to be the year where he finally figured out how I, how he can be both. Yeah. yeah, how he could be. All, that's what I said. Uh, how he can how can he be how he can be both Oliver Queen and the Arrow. But no, it ended the same way like it did with the premiere. No, I have to be just one. I have to become just one. It's like, but then you made us sit through twenty three episodes where you know he failed. To you know, to get that theme, Laurel was able to find. You know, she she succeeded. Diggle, yes, yeah, somewhat. Fia, yes, her too. But Oliver, who is the main character of the show, failed to go through this whole you know question of can I be both and like you know how can I be both because that's what it was supposed to be about. But no, it ended the same way like it did with the premiere. He just. Gave up, you know. He gave up on being Oliver Queen. It was Arrow, and then now at the end of the season, he gave up being Arrow. It's just Oliver Queen. That is such a good point, Andy. That if the season, if the theme of the season was supposed to be identity, why can I identify every single character and their main traits except for Oliver and to a certain degree Felicity? Because I feel like Oliver, I have no idea what he's going to do. I don't understand his character right now. And that's really frustrating and sad for me as a fan to say, because again, if I was saying this at the end of season, if I was hearing myself at the end of season two, I would not believe it. And that, you know, that is exceedingly frustrating, especially because we know in season four, unless season four is all about Elicity road trip, we are going to see Oliver return to Starling city and he's going to have to figure out, he's going to, he's going to have to go through this entire thing again, unless I don't know. It's just it, it, I, I'm I'm very frustrated, and it's it's hard because I loved everything else about the season except for the character development of the main character in the present. In the past, I think the story is phenomenal. I think the flashbacks were a highlight of the season, easily. I Wait. I oh good. I couldn't disagree more. I think the flashback has been kind of like very underwhelming a lot of times it was only till we got to the you know the, just like the f- last three or four episodes when it was when it suddenly started to connect with the you know the whole omega the mega whatever shit uh, that kept on this whole season it had nothing it had nothing to do with the main plot, you know, nothing to do with the present until when it was convenient to, uh, in well, this, you know, the last five episodes tell me one point in this whole season where this whole omega f- fuck shit had any point well, in the present it was it, it wasn't about it wasn't at all about the alpha and omega yes that was a plot device and it sure it came up in the present the flashbacks this season were about showing the regression of oliver's character from what he was at the end of season two to that tortured soul that we are seeing get on the boat and say instead of going home to my family letting them know I'm alive. I literally am in such a raw state that I'm returning to living on my own. And that's what, that's what it is. We see him regress to that character who has, he has remorse for what he's done for the torturing and, um, you know, murdering of what's his face general, not Iroh. Um, I don't remember his name, but he, he did it. He went through with the torture multiple times um, Amanda Waller helped turn him into this horrible person, and so that's that's what the flashbacks were back were about. Uh, you know, yeah, we got to see Maceo and Tatsu, and we got to see Oliver um, fall in love with someone who he couldn't protect, and in that case, it's it's Akio. Um, and he, 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 you know, he fell not in love, but he loved this kid and he couldn't protect him. And that theme of not being able to protect the people who he loves is going to be a theme that continues with where we see Oliver in season one, two, and three in the present day. So that whole, that to me was the point of the flashbacks was to form that regression from where we see him at the end of season two to where he is right now. And he's turning into the killer that we see in the very first episode of season one. Yeah, I think the flashbacks only serve to kind of make him more of a hypocrite in my eyes. I don't know how he still has the nerve, the audacity to fight crime when he when he used to do such terrible things. He he always plays the, yes, but but I am the arrow and I fight crime. And I think crime that's what we're going to see in the upcoming season of flashbacks should not have crime crime is wrong well i'm uh, gonna go shoot arrows at crime well if you want to throw an even bigger wrench into this 
we know that he comes back to normal because we've seen the Legend of Tomorrow trailer. And so he's there with Barry forming a team. In his arrow outfit. When does this all happen? (laughs) When he inevitably comes back. It's so frustrating. He can't just leave. He has to come back. Because even can can at this point. He can't just come back. He has to leave. I'm even wondering if that trailer... I'm even wondering if that trailer is even completely canon because it's Mm -hmm. like they're not going to start filming the pilot till August and to me I'm just wondering you know they did this last year with them that Flash scissor reel when he you know he's like for some reason Oliver is in some random cornfield not field but like some sort of field and practicing archery and Barry shows up from nowhere and you know like you know he's like oh game on that was that was like the fight cage trailer that was a that was a yeah yeah yeah. but i'm still wondering if the scissor reel could still be a little bit because how much sense would it make for him to how should i put it how much sense would it make for him to you know really they're, they're gonna do the pilot of legends of tomorrow before the premiere but yet they're gonna air the premiere of arrow before legends comes out it's like as if i, I can, okay here's what i can do here's what i can do this legends of tomorrow pilot will take place after the winter finale of Arrow and Flash. There you go. Boom. Well, my drop. I, I think that I think that what we're going to see at the very start of season 4, we're probably going to start season 4 with Oliver and Felicity having had a good time and they're still on vacation and, you know, they randomly walk into a bank robbery or someone tries to break into their hotel or something and Oliver has to, you know, you know, oh, bring no. out his badass skills and he realizes, I don't know how much he's missed it. And Felicity's like, I kept thinking that you couldn't be you and the arrow, but the reality is you guys are the one and the same. So let's go back to the city and save the day. And that'll be the end of episode one of season four. And then we'll be back to that. And then she'll be like, but you know what we need to meet? We, we need, we need to like re-identify yourself since Rachel Ghoul took away your arrowness. Let's just, let's just add a color in front and you be the green arrow and let's give you a little bit of a goatee. Okay, good. Your stubble looks great on you. Your arrow, your arrowness. <laughs> but I think that's I think that's what's going to happen at the beginning of season four, and it should have happened at the end of this season. Yeah. But I think that season four is going to start with with Felicity and Oliver both realizing that he cannot be Oliver Queen because he is the person that has been created. You can't, and this is exactly what you're saying, Pete. I don't understand why he can't think he can't be both of them. You can't separate something as integral as all of that training and all of that pain and all of that suffering and all of the accomplishments that he's had, you cannot disconnect the two and just assume that you're going to be a different person. That would be like if I decided that I'm going to completely get rid of all my geekiness. If I'm going to be like, you know what? No, I am going to completely get rid of all the geek stuff that I have because that's it a, distracts that's like a crime. <laughs> Exactly. It's so it's it's a it's a it's an integrated part of my character and my being and my soul. And you cannot get rid of that and just assume that you can be someone else. It's all it's all connected. He is is he Oliver Queen is the arrow. The arrow is Oliver Queen. And they are one and the same, and he just needs to find that balance that, frankly, I think he had at the beginning of season three was destroyed when he saw Sarah die. He realized he didn't want to die, but you know what? He can't, he's never going to be able to fully take off that hood. Let's be real. He is always wearing that hood. He is, they're one and the same. The character is one and the same, and he needed to realize that this season, and he didn't, and the writers didn't let him. And it just went back and forth to, I'm the Arrow, I'm Oliver Queen, I'm freaking Ra's al Ghul. You know, it just frustrated me, and I feel like they're going to fix that at the beginning of season four, and then we'll be like, great, thank you for, you know, like Andy said, 23 episodes of Thea and Laurel, which I, um, I'm totally cool with. <laughs> that, yeah, was, I also, that was great. I, before you showed up, I remember um, I told uh, the guys uh, that, you know, because, you know, there's been this talk about, you know, is um, is um, Hive and Damien Darth going to be, you know, big bad of the season four and whatnot. But think about it this way. We still have one more finale we need to concern ourselves about, and that's the Flash one. Because yeah. what if they've been just trying to set up, you know, like, well, Hive and Dar- Damien Darth may be the big bads for, for season four. But what if they've been just doing this as a ruse to kind of make people not get distracted by the fact that they might be doing some alternate world changing in the um, finale of flash so completely undo season three of arrow 
The only thing that, that I don't want to be undone is, you know, Laurel becoming Black Canary. Like, you know, I will say this. If they undo season three, but just have her be like, oh, I, w- I became Black Canary earlier and I and I have trained and stuff like that, then we're, we're all good. But, you know, just don't that part cannot be erased. Yeah, that and, and Thea's character development. So, I agree. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. So uh, just uh, in the in the interest of time, we're going to uh, wrap things up here with the Arrow uh, season finale podcast. Uh, as you can tell, we're very frustrated with a lot of things. Uh, it's just it's it's very interesting how they how they ended decided to end the show. Like we said earlier, it's it seemed more like a series finale. Uh, we can only hope that they that they really do improve on a lot of things and. And it doesn't drag drag us along like it has this season. So we um, we can only help. I don't know. Did you guys, before I, I snuck on, um, did you guys talk about Rachel Ghoul in general? Yeah, a little bit. And because I, um, I was literally sitting in my car yesterday going, what bothered me about Arrow? Why was I so frustrated with this season? And it, it was the Oliver character development, Felicity. And the fact that I felt like Rachel Ghoul was not portrayed as well as I was hoping he would. Whether yeah, it's he, he like I, died like way too easily. Like what the hell? Like he just blocked him, like swiping at him and he right? just stabbed him. I'm like, what the hell was so, that? All- <laughs> sorry, Era. Sorry, Era, I'm gonna let you finish, but Game of Thrones did the best sword catch of all time. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and what I didn't understand is in what world was Rachel Ghoul willing to give up his power? And what exactly did he think was going to happen? Hi, Oliver Queen. I'm going to give you the League of Assassins and just assume you're going to continue my reign of terror because that makes zero sense. Are we going with I a prophecy he, he that we didn't even die. see I think explained? He just to die already. Well, he, he but like, that's he the thing. Like, Fuck this shit. I just want to go to heaven or hell wherever I'm going. But in the comics, Rachel Ghoul's entire life is centered around trying to live forever. And continue to live. There is not a. It doesn't make any sense that Rachel Ghoul would give up what he's created. I mean, what was he going to do? Go to Tahiti? There made no sense, and that's what's that's what bothered me. Um, I think, and and also, I I I know that a lot of people really liked Matt Nabel. I did not think that he portrayed Raish in, frankly as evil enough of a way i felt like it just kind of felt like he was he he was written evil and he had evil things to say but i don't think that he was as cunning as i was hoping and expecting and maybe that's just because i i you know i'm comparing him to harrison wells um who on the flash has consistently been a brilliant villain i feel like i was really let down about rachel ghoul and the whole storyline revolving around him especially because i was really looking forward to that at the beginning of the season so that's that um i do think that one last thing that i think what this shows though is that raza ghoul is much more fitting for a batman story when bat you know like when it's here's the thing the reason the nolan raza ghoul wasn't completely um complete was because you know they couldn't have any realism they couldn't uh, you know they had to they, they had to be realistic and all that so they had to kind of you know diminish some parts of Raza from the comic books here on arrow he's a mostly a batman villain that's why it d- didn't really feel that they made him completely justice because you know because it's supposed to be someone else so you know it was it was solid, but it wasn't like. I think hopefully the cinematic universe of Brazago will be, hopefully one hundred percent closer to his com to Comic Con part, where you can have a Batman universe where the Lazarus and magic and all these other things exist, and you know, kind of flesh it out on whatever. All right, so good talk, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. like I said earlier, that was our talk about uh, that was our talk about uh, Arrow and the season finale. Um, We'll see where they go from here. It's going to be really interesting with everything happening with Flash, how that's going to end, uh, how this all connects with DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to this season finale recap. We will have another one coming your way very soon with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so be uh, sure to tune in for that. Um, real quickly, uh, Andy, uh, let everyone know where they can find you at. 
They can find uh, me as well as uh, Amy on a, on a good basis on the over at the Flash Podcast with our good friend Scott Murray and Lauren Galloway, where we we flash out as much as we can. And you know, we you know the season finale is coming up, and you know, we have uh, you know senior very own Pete on the show, and he did very well. Uh, just you know, a little bit too much you know butt butt kissing, but you know, hey, it's all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, you can find it on the Flashpocket dot com. And you have something and, coming up this Saturday, right? Something really yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. we're doing um, – yeah, we all in the DC TV podcast family are doing um, a cancer fundraiser – a cancer research fundraiser uh, with Winship. Although at this – you know, at this um, – at the time of recording, we've actually gone beyond our goal of $500. We're actually at awesome. $605. But we're going to still keep going strong. Like, hey – who knows? Maybe we can get to one thousand dollars by before midnight on Saturday, May sixteenth. So, uh, if you're listening, when is this episode? Is 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 this episode coming out? Uh, is it still coming on Saturday morning? That or today? <laughs> okay. The- well, if you're listening out right now, head over to dctvpodcast.com/fundraiser, make your donation, and make sure to tune in on Saturday where uh, you will hear all the the great DCTV podcasts such as Quiver, yeah. the Green Arrow Podcast, Legends of Gotham, the Flash Pocket, where Amy, Lauren, and I will be flashing out. I almost said we will be the Flashers, but then I realized it's. <laughs> I got so much shit for that last year. And then we will have Supergirl Radio with Rebecca Johnson and the special guest Michael Bailey. And then we will do a special DC TV podcast assembly with multiple hosts from all the four podcasts. So you do not want to miss it. It's going to be one fun Saturday. And, uh, um, and, um, and hopefully Amy's cat will be dropping by for a, for a quick cameo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, Andy and I will be with the the Flash podcast segment, which is from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, and it's live. So if you guys are on Twitter and, like, want to join in, I, I, I volunteer to read tweets live in an accent and possibly <laughs> tongue twisters. So you guys can get really creative with that. Um, because we, you know, shoot us your theories, tweet at us. We will, we will, we will certainly be interested in in playing around with this live aspect. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. But it's going to be super yeah. cool. So come, come join us. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. And oh, where can, can they live at mix? No, oh, sorry. That's a, no. I was going to say, where can they tweet you at, Amy? Oh, um, sorry. Did my mic just cut out for a second? <laughs> no, you we heard all these things you said. No. Uh, no oh, no. good, good, good. They- um, you can find me on Twitter at at. Amy underscore Marie 97. Uh, you can also tweet at DC TV podcasts or at the flash podcast. Um, I think we are probably, we should also have a hashtag Andy. Oh yeah. We're, we're going to announce it and you know, at the early of the day. So people will, you know, keep using it from all, we will, we, we will should announce all- it now though. That way people can, can get involved and in, in tweet about it. And then I can tell people to use it. Use, um, use, ha- you know, use DC TV podcast uh, as a hashtag. Because then we know that you're talking about our circle. Yeah, cool. I kind of I, I I keep calling it the DC uh, the DC podcast kick cancer in the ass cast because that's that's, that's such a long hashtag. Awesome. I know, but it's it's still cool. Awesome, thanks guys. It, that's gonna be that's gonna be really cool to check out. Um, you know, you know, be sure to, to tune in for that, guys. Uh, Casey, let everyone know where they can find you at. Hey, on Twitter at Via Blast, on Instagram at Facey Cranko, on Snapchat at L Shades of Franco, and just want to say real quick before we end, uh, I was shit-talking Arrow way before it was the cool thing to do, uh, <laughs> so I was in before that trend. Uh, all right. Let's re- the no, fine. it was good in season right, two. It's going downhill. It will get better. I have faith. Have faith. Headphones coming out. Headphones coming out. We stand with Arrow. Wait, hold on. <laughs> all right. Uh, Matt, where can they find you? Find me at on Twitter at I'm Salzy. I am S-A-L-Z-Y. All right. And you can find me at Pacing Pete. You can find us on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Um, yeah, so go uh, check us out. I uh, hope you enjoyed this. Uh, and like I said, friends. yeah, stay tuned uh, for more podcasts coming your way. Uh, have a good one. Boom. Bye-bye, bye-bye. There are two of them? Oh, Facebook. <laughs> Who is this awesome Butterfield person? More like Butterface. Oh! Oh, shit. Just kidding. It's, it's like a small child. I feel bad. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs>